appreciate your friendship. Thank you. Well, it's a blessing to be here tonight. Thank you, Pastor Pope. It's, it's a blessing. Uh, he was a blessing in our conference. Uh, um, I know it was his first time, but he did a great job. It was like he had done it before. So, uh, But it, we had a great time uh, with other churches there, too. And uh, thank you, preacher. And uh, thank you for praying for us. Thank you for your friendship also. And uh, we've been here a couple times before. And uh, and um, thank you very much for praying for our ministry there in North Booksboro. Um, this month, uh, we have, we've um, realized three years here in the area. And it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing seeing people saved, baptized. Uh, we recently got new members in our church. And uh, we had our, our church anniversary this, uh, this month. We celebrated. And we had a, a few visitors. And one lady has been coming every service uh, in, in our church. And it's been a blessing. And it's a blessing to serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. To be part of God's will. And uh, just pr- uh, pray for your preacher. You know, support him. Help him. Uh, in, any other, in any way. You know, and God will bless you for that. And just keep praying for us. Uh, we're also not only working here in the area with the Hispanic people, but also we work uh, with missionaries. I'm a field director with the Mission Board of Fundamental Baptist Home Missions. And uh, the Lord been blessing that area also this uh, January. We'll be going to Honduras with my brother. And we're going to be doing Bible clubs. Uh, we'll be also building a church building. And so um, pray for us so we can uh, do our best for the Lord there. And we can see people saved also in there. Uh, part of that, we're also going to be preaching at jail. And we preached there before last year, or actually we this year in January. And so we're going to go back, and we want to be a blessing to those prisoners there. And it's, it's amazing what the Lord is doing in that country of Honduras. And thank you, preacher, for inviting my brother to be here. And many of you maybe remember him, Brother Josue. And he's doing a great job for the Lord. I pray for his health, for his family, and uh, for his ministry. And it's excited when you're able to read uh, missionary prayer letters and, and what the Lord is doing in that, in, in that country or in Florida and that missionary. And so keep supporting missionaries. Amen. Keep supporting uh, the, the work of the Lord, not only here in your own Jerusalem, but also around the world. And that's part of what I'm going to be preaching tonight. I just want to encourage you. I just want to be a blessing and help you so you can keep on doing what you are already doing. And maybe you can do more for the Lord. Amen. And so let's go to the Word of God in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Um, hopefully you can understand me. I, I know I have an accent, but uh, hopefully you're able to understand. And uh, let the Holy Spirit fill any area that uh, you're not able to understand me. He will do the job. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And uh, we're going to read verse 1 through verse 6. Um, this is a, a custom that I have in, in the church there at Pastor. Uh, we all stand up, and um, I'm going to read the first verse, and then everybody reads the second verse, and we'll go like that to verse 6. Amen? Second Corinthians chapter 8, and we're going to start with verse 1. The Bible says this, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they are willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints." And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord 
and unto us by the will of God. Insomuch that we desire Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity that you give us that to come and meet and to open your word and that we can be blessed, we can be encouraged and moved to do more for you, Lord. Help me to preach your word and that you will accommodate every truth that we hear tonight according to the needs of our hearts and the need of this church. Thank you for, um, for the gift of salvation and for the plan that you have that every single person in the world can have an opportunity to hear the wonderful news of the gospel. Help me, Lord, to preach in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. See, the plan of God is that every person in the world will be saved. That is God's plan. In the book of 2 Peter, the Bible tells us in chapter 3 and verse 9, the Bible says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some man counts slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. The Lord has this plan that he wants that everybody have the opportunity to repent. That everybody will have an opportunity to be saved. And if somebody here tonight, you've not been saved, you have not received Jesus as your Savior, God gives you this opportunity. Amen. Doesn't matter our, the past, doesn't matter who you are, the Lord wants you to understand that you can have the opportunity to repent. And so God has this plan. And we know that not every person is going to get saved. But he wants that everybody will get this opportunity. If we go to the book of Romans chapter 10, uh, it's a very famous passage. And we're going to be seeing several uh, known passages. But here in Romans chapter 10, in verse 14, the Bible says, and, then shall, and how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in, whom, uh, in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So the Bible tells us that here in this passage that God wants, us, God wants to send preachers, amen? He wants to send proclaimers of the gospel so that every person will have the opportunity. And so God made this uh, plan uh, which is called the Great Commission, that everybody could be able to hear the gospel. In Matthew chapter 28, uh, and like I said, these are known passages, but I want to uh, bring this attention to you. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 28, in verse 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. And praise the Lord that tonight uh, a group of, of soul winners went out tonight and give out the gospel. I'm, in, I'm not sure if, who got, if somebody got saved, but uh, you had that opportunity. You went out. And that's what the Lord wants. Go ye. Amen. God wants us to leave the, the four walls of our house, the four walls of our church, and go out and, and preach the gospel. And the Bible says, go ye therefore and teach all nations. The word there, teach, talks about teaching the gospel. Amen. To give out the gospel. But it says all nations. Amen. Not only here in, in uh, Union Grove, not only in this area, not only in North Carolina, not only in the United States, but all, all nations. 
And the Bible says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Doesn't matter what part of the world a missionary or a preacher goes to preach, the Lord will be with him. Amen. Doesn't matter what remote place in the world, nor doesn't matter what part of a, a jungle or a place in the world, the Lord will be yeah. with him so he can accomplish what he has he, he can do for, for the gospel. And so God has this plan. He wants that every nation, imagine that every nation in the world will have the opportunity to hear the, the good news. As somebody came to us and gave us the good news. Maybe somebody knocked at your house. Maybe somebody at work or at school or you came to this church or to a church and you heard the good news that you were a sinner, that you were condemned to hell, but that Jesus came and died on the cross for you. He was buried and he rose again. And if you were willing to accept uh, Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that you were able to uh, be saved. And you heard that good news and you received Jesus that day. So God wants that news to go to every person, to every home, to every nation. And God has this plans that we can all, as a church, or as Christians, be participant in that. That we can participate in that great commission that every single person in this world can have that opportunity to hear that good news. Yes? Maybe we cannot go ourselves individually physically to every nation uh, maybe we don't have the time amen maybe we don't have the finances uh, we don't know every single language in this world but there's a plan that God has made that as a church as Christians we can participate in this great commission this great plan that they teach all nations and that's through missions we can pray and support missionaries so they can go before us. They can go in behalf of us so uh, they can do uh, and they can represent us in that nation, in that place. Uh, in the book of 2 Corinthians where we read this, this church or this, um, these churches wanted to participate in helping others. And those, and those that were poor, and the Bible says in 2 Corinthians after chapter 8 and verse 1, it says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. They were examples. So the Apostle Paul was giving the examples of these churches. And the Bible says in verse 2, How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. In other words, these churches were not in, in a place of comfort. Uh, they were not in a place of, we can say, in good times, according to this world. Uh, they were going through afflictions. They were going through sorrows. They were being persecuted. And because of that, because they were being persecuted because of their faith, the Bible says, humanly speaking, earthly speaking, they were in deep poverty. Not only they were poor, but they were profound or deep poverty. And the Bible says that in spite of their affliction, in spite of their being in deep poverty, the Bible says they were joyful. 
And the Bible says they abounded unto the riches of their liberality. They were uh, uh, generous. In other words, in spite of their physical and earthly conditions, but they had joy. They were rich because they were able, to, uh, they were willing to give themselves and to give so the gospel can be uh, preached to other places of the yes. world. And the Bible says there in verse 4, praying us with much entreaty that we will receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. In other words, they were pleading to the Apostle Paul that they could participate. And as Christians, God wants us as a church, God wants us to participate in the Great Commission so that every nation will be able to hear the gospel. For these churches that were in affliction and, and they were in poverty, they did it with great, um, with pleasure. They did it with joy and participate in helping others. And I want to encourage you tonight as church, uh, Calvary Baptist Church, that you keep uh, the supporting missionary, that you keep giving out the gospel. Yes, maybe you cannot go physically yourselves, but you can send missionaries. You can help missionaries. So you can accomplish the Great Commission. And what, I want to give you some thoughts tonight about this. Number one, to, uh, to be part of the mission, uh, the mission work or the, um, uh, the mission work is part of accomplishing the Great Commission. You see, it, it is our job to be in our own Jerusalem and to give out the gospel and to, and to have, uh, uh, baptize and, and to teach others, the new Christians, but it's also our job to go to every nation. And part of uh, be willing to accomplish the Great Commission, we can do it through the mission work. To the missionaries in the book of Acts chapter 1, and it's a very uh, 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 famous passage. You probably know the verse. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 in verse 8, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the other most part of the earth. You see, the Lord said that we should be witnesses not only in Jerusalem, but also in Judea and Samaria, but unto the uttermost part of the earth. We can be witnesses. No, yes, we, we cannot be witnesses physically, but in spirit, while we help those missionaries and pray for them, and give to missions, we'll be able to be witnesses together with them. So the Bible tells us here that we can accomplish the Great Commission through the mission work. You can pray for every missionary and their family so they can um, be faithful. Uh, you know, the missionaries sometimes feel that uh, they're lonely. They're in this uh, remote part of the world, in this place, no other uh, churches. Maybe the, they're the only church. They're the only mission in their area. But they can think there's a church in Calvary. There's a church uh, that is praying for me. And, and you can participate. You can be a witness together with them. So part of the mission work is to accomplish the Great Commission. But number two, we can show the love of God. Through missions, we can show the love of God. If you go to the book of 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3, the Bible tells us here in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16, whereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, 
And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. As the Lord laid his life for us, we also need to lay our lives for others. And the Bible says in verse 17, But whoso had the world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shut about his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him. It's a blessing to hear when you, uh, this past Sunday, did you give this off offering for missionaries? This is what the Lord is talking about. You show love, you show compassion. And we see here, the Bible says that a way we can show love to others is through the missions. The Bible says, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Part of the mission work is to show love of God that he has given us to others. We understand that the greatest nation in the world is still the United States. And God has blessed us. There's places in the world that they don't have the things that we have. We, we can consider ourselves poor, but in comparison to other nations, we're rich. And so God has given us some goods. And we have been blessed uh, not only spiritually, but also uh, uh, earthly. And we can participate in giving to missions. So being part of the missions is to accomplish God's, God, uh, God, the Great Commission. Being part of missions is to show God's love. It's a way to show the love of God that he has given you to others. Um, if you go to the book of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 16, it's a way to show God's love. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 16. Here the apostle Paul was uh, speaking to the church of Philippi. And he says in Philippians 4, 16, For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. In other words, he's saying, you show love to me. You met my needs. And as a church, when you give to missions, you're showing God's love. You're, help, you're showing love to that missionary. You're showing love to that missionary's wife. You're showing love to that missionary's family. And they can feel God's love through you. It's a way that we can show God's love. So the mission work is a way to accomplish the Great Commission. That we can go to all nations. Number two, we can show God's love. But number three, it's a way to serve others. Maybe you're, you're, you're coming, you're, you're new at this church, and you say, I want to serve the Lord. How, how I can serve the Lord? Oh, yes, there's ways here you can serve the Lord. You can talk to your preacher, and he can help you. But one of the ways to serve the Lord is to give to missions. It's to pray for missions. If you go back there in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 4, the Bible says in the last part there, and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. You see, one of the ways you can serve others, you can serve God, is to serve through missions. You can minister to the saints. You can minister to those missionaries. Oh, yes, you're here in Union Grove, uh, North Carolina, but you can serve uh, missionaries in Mexico in South America, in Central America, in Asia, in Africa, in Europe, in Australia. You can serve them by praying for them 
and give into missions. So part of the mission work is to accomplish the Great Commission. It's to show the love of God. It's a way to show the love of God. It's a way to serve others. If you go to the book of Matthew chapter 10, Matthew chapter 10, maybe you say, I mean, I cannot give much to mission, missions. I mean, I, I, don't have, uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't have a great job. I don't, I don't make a lot of money. Maybe you're a child or a young person, but you can still give to missions. In the book of Matthew chapter 10, in verse 40, the Bible tells us, Matthew 10, 40, He that receiveth you, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Verse 41. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Verse 42. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of water, cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I said unto you, he shall no wise lose his reward. The Bible tells us even if you give somebody a cup of cold water, there is a reward. You, you see, when we give to missionaries uh, so they can uh, represent us and go to that uh, place that we cannot go physically, we help them in their needs. We give them a cup of water. We help them so they can have food in their table, so they can keep doing God's word and, and preaching God's word. And so you will be rewarded. It's a way to serve others. So the great the, the, the mission work, to participate in that is so we can accomplish the Great Commission, not only in our local area, but into all nations. It's a way to show God's love. The way that God has loved us, we can show the love to others. It's a way to serve others, even if it's something small. I mean, I, I, I've heard stories about even in missionaries where they help missionaries. And uh, I, I have a, a missionary family that we know in Honduras. And the, and the missionary's son, he uh, picks up cans uh, of soda, pop, and he then sent, goes into the recycle place. And when he gets the money, he gives it to missionaries. It's something small. But it's the heart, it's the, uh, the, the, even if it's something small, but he does it because he wants to participate in serving others. Right. I mean, there's churches that uh, sell food, and, and the, uh, the food, uh, the, the money they give for food is they give to missions. I mean, I have churches that, they, uh, that I've heard of, a missionary, they sell tamales, and they, they sell different type of foods, and that, they give their tithe, but the rest of the profit is given for missionaries. You see, we can find ways to serve others. We can have, find ways to serve missionaries. And, 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 and being, the mission, uh, being part of the mission work is to serve others. Not only when the mission work help us to accomplish the Great Commission. It's a way to show God's love. It's a way to serve others. But number four, let's go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 2. The Bible tells us how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy. You see, one of the ways that you can get joy is to be part of the mission work. 
when the preacher read that letter and you have given to missions, you can say, you can have joy of what you hear of these missionaries. When you hear the letters and you're being people saved and being baptized and lives change, you can say, I'm part of that. And that brings joy. As same way as when you go out soul winning and you give out the gospel to that person and a miracle happens there. That's you, that joy is brought to you and it's a, it's a joy that cannot be explained in words. In the book of Luke chapter 15, the Bible tells us about when a sinner gets saved, that there's joy. Luke chapter 15 and verse 6, the Bible tells us a story of the parable of the, uh, uh, the sheep that were lost. In Luke chapter 15 and verse 6, the Bible says, And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I found my sheep which was lost. In verse 7, I said unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. There's joy in heaven. But you know what? There's also joy to the Christian that see that person saved. And the Bible says that this man called his friends and neighbors. It's interesting. It's like the church. Amen. When you read that, that prayer letter of that missionary report, and we can rejoice together. You can rejoice that a sinner has been saved. That somebody came to repentance. That in that part of the nation, you know, somebody heard the gospel and now their eternity, their, their, their eternity have been changed. They're going to go to heaven. And you can get, you can have joy. If you look there in verse 9, there in Luke 15, the Bible says, And when she hath found it, she called her other friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. Here the Lord repeats the same truth twice. There is joy when you hear the good news of people being saved in other parts of the world. That brings joy. See, in the book of Philippians chapter 4, there in that chapter, the Bible speaks, that section speaks about missions. And in that same section, that same chapter, the Bible tells us rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We know the book of Philippians is a book of joy. How to get joy. And one of the ways to get joy is to be part of the mission work. The Apostle Paul was rejoicing that, uh, that uh, these churches of Macedonia were participating and helping them, uh, helping him give out the gospel. And he was joyful. Not only the missionary gets joy, but you can also get joy. There are a lot of Christians that are not joyful. There, yes, we have circumstances. There's afflictions. There are trials in our life. There's sickness. But one of the ways that you can rejoice is to be part of the mission work. That when you pray for that missionary, you remember that missionary, you can say, you know what? You can get joy. When you knock at a door and you give out the gospel, that brings joy. See, joy, uh, bring, uh, the joy is brought to us when we see a person get saved. And that not only here in our local area, but also around the world. 
See, one day in heaven, we'll be joyful there. Yes, we're going to see our Lord Jesus Christ. And all the sorrow, all the tears, all the problems will disappear. We're going to be with our Savior, but also we'll be with those that, uh, uh, that have gone before us. And uh, uh, maybe a, a father, a mother, a, 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 a brother, a sister, a grandparent that got saved, and we'll meet there. But also those that we participate in the mission work. In every part of the nation that we will part of giving to missions, we will rejoice with them. We will be rejoicing in heaven forever. We will be counting the, the, the joyful times that we were in heaven here and in earth here. And that's what's going to be in eternity. We story after story after story. See, participate in the mission, mission work will bring us joy. But also, it helps us meet our needs. If you go back to Philippians chapter 4, it's a way to meet our needs. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. This book of joy, the, the apostle Paul here says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That verse is connected to missions. And when you give to missions and you pray for missionaries, the Lord will supply your needs. Maybe tonight there is a need that you have. When you participate in mission, when you pray for a missionary and you give to missions, it's a way that God will pay you back. It's a way that your need will be met because the earthly need or the, the, the need that you have uh, will be met because you're supplying the needs of others. Like we have, where we have, we have seen the Bible. It's a way we can serve others. Amen. So the mission work, it's a lot of benefits. One of the benefits that we have, it's our needs will be supplied. It says all your need. What need you have tonight? Participate in mission work. Even the child, even the young person, doesn't matter who you are. Your need can be met. According to the riches of the Lord, if you participate in missions. Not only that, but there's rewards in heaven. Not only the Lord will reward you here on earth, but also in heaven, there you will be rewarded. There in verse 17, the Bible says, Not because I desire gift, but I desire fruit, then I bound to your account. We have a bank account in heaven and you are putting uh, the fruits or you're putting uh, uh, interest there when you give to missions. Not only you'll be rewarded in this earth, your needs will be filled according to the will of God, according to his riches, but also you'll get rewarded in heaven. Being part of the mission work is part of accomplishing the Great Commission. It's showing the love of God. It's a way to serve others. It's a way to be joyful. It's a way to meet our own needs. And it's a way to get rewards in heaven. If you want to receive those benefits, then be part of the mission work. We're going to see just one more verse tonight in the book of Malachi. Malachi chapter 3. We know that normally when that chapter is mentioned, 
we all maybe cringe a little bit because of our tithes and offerings. Some people uh, cringe a little bit, but, but I want you to go to, these, to this verse, Malachi chapter 3 and verse 12. The Bible says, And all nations shall call you blessed. This Sunday morning, this past Sunday morning, I was preaching to our church about missions. We, uh, um, uh, this is a time that I prepare our church for faith promise. And I was challenged them about faith promise. And in our church, praise the Lord that uh, we're, we're supporting missionaries in Honduras and Guatemala and Thailand and Kenya and Australia. And I said, as a church, we can go to all nations. That should be our goal. Maybe we will not accomplish in our time, but our goal should be go to every nation. And the Bible says that when we give for our, our, our offerings, part of that will be our missions offerings. The Bible says that all nations shall call you blessed. And I told the church, you see, there's a nation in Honduras that is calling our church blessed. There's a church in Guatemala that is calling us blessed. There's a church in Thailand that is calling us blessed. There's a church in Australia that is calling us blessed. There's a church in, 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 uh, in Kenya, Africa that is calling us uh, blessed. There's all nations so call you blessed. When you give to missions, as a church you participate in giving to missions, those nations shall call you blessed blessed it's a blessed there's a blessing that comes in participating in the in, in, in the mission work so the mission work is very important it's a command from God to us that we can go to each nations yes maybe we cannot do it physically we cannot do it individually but you can do your part and part of that is so we can accomplish the great commission we can show the love of God. We can serve others. It will bring joy to us. We can even meet our own needs through it. And we will get rewards in heaven. I challenge you, church, you keep giving to missions. Keep doing the faith promise that every single person in this room can participate. And you one day in heaven, you'll see the reward. And that every nation can call you blessed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you for Calvary Baptist Church. Thank you for Pastor Pope. Thank you for their vision, not only here in Union Grove and their surrounding areas, so they can give out the gospel. But thank you for the vision they have to accomplish the Great Commission, that each person in this room and their church the members that are not even here tonight, that they can see um, beyond and they can do more for the work of missions, that they can accomplish the Great Commission, that they can go to each nation and that other the nations will call them blessed. Lord, that every person will realize that. Yes, maybe they cannot give $1,000 themselves, but they can do something. That you can challenge each of us to do more. Or yes, we have very short time. Your coming is, your, the, Lord's coming, the Lord's coming is near. 
Let us help. Let us do more for you. Not only on Jerusalem, but to the uttermost part of the earth. With your eyes closed and your head bowed, I'll let Pastor Paul come and give the invitation. Well, our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. And why don't we stand tonight, if you will. And I was thinking while Brother Andrade was preaching tonight, I don't think we can say this right now, but wouldn't it be great if we could say that the sun never sets on the ministry of Calvary Baptist Church. And you know what, Calvary, let's make sure we keep our burden for missions tonight. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray, and this guy's going to play tonight. And uh, maybe tonight you just slip out, make your way down to this altar, and, and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? as far as missions. Maybe it's just personal missions right here at Calvary. Uh, maybe you ought to get involved in the in the mission outreach here at Calvary Baptist Church. Or maybe it's giving to missions and helping us support missionaries all around the world. But you ask God what he'd have you to do tonight. So, Father, I pray that you'd bless in this time of invitation. Thank you so much for the challenge that we received tonight. And, God, I pray that you'd help us to be a mission-minded church. And, Father, help us to realize that, uh, Lord, there's a need in Kenya. There's a need in Australia. There's a need in Japan. Lord, there is a need in different places across the world. But, God, there's also a need right here in Union Grove, North Carolina. And I pray that you would help us to be, Lord, involved in, uh, Lord, the great commission that Brother Ernesto preached about tonight so wonderfully. And so, Lord, burden our hearts about this thing of missions, I pray. Have thy way in the invitation, please, and we thank you in Jesus' name. And our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, and the pianists will play. And listen, if you need to slip out tonight, and... Uh...